Pickaxe. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to One Life Left. It is our first episode of our 19th season and we are delighted to be back. God, it's been a long break, hasn't it? It has been forever. Forever. It's felt like forever. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I am Simon Byron. We're going to be talking about radio. No, wait. Video Video on games. the radio. Maybe we'll find a radio game to talk about as well. Uh, we'll talk about video games for the next hour or so. We've got no Anne. No scants this evening. No scants Did this you evening. forget for a show back? I guess it's so. like, you know, when you don't set your alarm yes. after the holidays. Exactly. Uh, she must have done. No, we know she's not going to be here this week, but she is going to be here next week, except for she's not because... It's, uh, Easter Monday. Mm. A holiday, I believe, they don't celebrate in America. Is that true? Well, I don't know, but I, I've been dealing with Americans this week and they've had no concept of us not being in the office on Friday or Monday. But I got an email get from... holiday, do they? No. Um, I got an email from someone saying, look, I really need this on Thursday. I'm like, OK, I'm going to be a bit pushed. And then I got an email later and said, hey, just let you know, I've pushed it back. You can send it over on Friday. I was like, well, well. It, cheers, mate, but I won't be around. <laughs> going to be on an Easter egg hunt. So do they... <laughs> They must do Easter eggs. They certainly do, do Easter eggs, right? If you're in America, please let us know. Email do. team at One Life Left. What are we going to do about the news? Well, uh, you were away last uh, weekend, weren't you? Yeah. Should we talk about what happened there in a second? Oh, really? Yeah, we could do. Then what are we going to do in the in the third trimester of the show? Ah, we'll work. We'll have worked <laughs> it out by then. Uh, not that we did a show last week, but we had some technical issues. If we had it done, we would have had technical technical issues, mm. which meant that our guest could not have joined us. No. Uh, so we're going to try and dial him in via Skype. Hopefully that'll be working. And uh, yeah, we're just going to ease ease ourselves back gently. Gently. We don't want to go too hard too soon. Try no. and do too much. Uh, good bit for radio, of course. Uh, you've had a haircut. I have. You have had a haircut, haven't I you? I have. So it's what? a very obvious haircut. It's really... It's severe. What did you it? ask for? A jail cut. <laughs> <Did> you, <laughs> yes, yes. 
No, I went. I, I went to the Hadrick. So I went. I, well, we'll talk about this shortly. It During was the a news. conference yeah. um, in Croatia called Reboot Develop. And uh, I decided to go and get my hair cut beforehand because okay. it's polite. You were going to be on stage as well, weren't you? Yeah, I was going to be on stage twice. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so I decided I went to my hairdresser. He said, what are we doing then? <laughs> okay. what, what are we doing then? Okay. Um, he's actually Colombian. Right. Is he a regular hairdresser? Yep, all the time. Okay, so then why is he asking, you know, he should know? No, he was, he was curious. He was the being usual, polite. I, well, that's what I was going to say. Right. And then I went... You know what? I'm tempted to have it all cut off. Wow. It's summer, new start. Yeah. I'm a dad now. Right. We haven't mentioned that, have we? Oh, we haven't mentioned that. Congrats. What? <laughs> How did that Sorry, happen? I should have told you earlier. Yeah. Wow. Um, you know, diligent, uh, observant. Can you be observant on the radio? Yeah. Yeah. Observant listeners mm-hmm. uh, will have noticed Simon's, you know, hints before the last episode going anything going on with you <laughs> um, you didn't bite though did you no i didn't i kept my played my cards played my baby close to my chest how, how did it go skin then? to skin i was terrifying yeah but it's all done now so it's <laughs> so we had a little chat about this beforehand and uh so when uh, my youngest daughter was born mm. uh it was 15 months ago 16 months ago i think um uh, I was, you know, in the, this day and age, we've got switches, haven't we? And, mm. and labour can take a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I packed up my switch. Now, I didn't use it for fear of it looking bad. I mean, a lot of, a lot of that is just waiting around. And, of course, you're going to be there when, when needed yep. to do the stroking and the, you know, mm-hmm. come on. Of course, of course. You know, but there are times before that when you, you could just... Uh, and I did. Did you? Mm. What did you play? N++. On the switch? Yeah. Did you? I wow. did. I did. Uh in the in the not in the theatre obviously no when things were going on okay yeah you were there I was there of course you there you put your switch down and you said <laughs> no, no, nothing's too much trouble for me <laughs> but prior to that you played M++ it was a long process okay uh, and so there were opportunities bit downtime right <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but it was yeah it was terrifying obviously uh, she my partner was amazing and she my daughter uh, just as amazing too I've had a lot of time to play video games over the last six weeks in the middle of the night while she's been sleeping waiting yeah. to do um, tasks involving bodily fluids so we'll talk about some of those games yep. later in uh-huh. the show anyway right before, so anyway so dad's haircut I was like talking new, about. yeah new, yeah. new start right. new start so I went to my, I said he asked me and I was like you know what I'm thinking I'm thinking of cutting it really, really short, like almost all off. And he said, are you sure? And I said, no, <laughs> but why don't you do it before oh, I change my mind? Hello. And he went, okay. Seize the day. And within, I don't know, 20 seconds, he'd taken a razor all the way across one side of my head. And I was like, thanks. There we go. Right. No turning back. Okay. So it was exciting. And, you know, was, was that because you're concerned about it all having to go at one point or not? Yeah. Or you just seeing what it was like? Well, I think that's a process, isn't it? An ongoing process. So, you, you know, you have to make a confident decision at some point and go. It's all got to go. Well, I have to say genuinely, and there was no webcam, sadly, for uh, viewers. I think, yeah, I think you would, it would suit you. Well, not, no, sorry, suit you is the wrong way of putting it. You'd look okay. Mm, thank you. I think. It was worrying, though, the first time I looked in the mirror after it. Right. I was like, there's no going back, isn't there? Although I did have a beanie. 
in my uh, pocket. Right. I thought maybe I'd go back yeah. to wearing a beanie all the time. What was the reaction in uh, Croatia then about your new haircut? No Surely one... word must have reached them before you touched yeah, down. I think, I think so. I think photos must have been going around because no one blinked. That, that was it. Yeah. It was completely, completely natural from right. everybody. Um, yeah, uh, my partner was quite surprised. I think she thought someone had broken into the house. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, I think you look great. Oh, thank you, Simon. I think you look great too. Well, I have a, I have a, I have a problem in that. Uh, see what? I think uh, sort of at eye level, mm-hmm. it, it looks like I have hair. If you catch me doing up my shoelaces, though, really? I think, or if there are pictures taken. So, some, you know, there have been advances in mobile phone cameras, but they don't pick up all the hair I have on the top of my head <laughs> if people are taking pictures from above. So, one day it's going to have to go. Who needs it? No one needs it. Not anymore. Number five all over. Um, but you did mention outside when we were chatting about your haircut, you said, uh, well, uh, it's a bit more comfortable now. Comfortable? Well, e- easier to deal with. And Did I mention that? Did you? Oh, I thought you did. I, know. I wasn't really paying attention to it. Just, we don't have to talk anymore. We just look at each other in the... Nice hair. Thanks. Mm. Uh, Shall we talk about Reboot? Yes. So it's not really news, is it? Well, it's sort of news. It's stuff that's happened. Yeah. Stuff that's happened. Um, stuff that happened last week in Croatia. So I went to Croatia. I went to the beautiful city of Dubrovnik, which is where Game of Thrones is filmed. Went there to uh, do a talk, uh, Killing the Games Industry. That's not news. I've been doing that for five years now. Well, longer, <laughs> technically. And um, also presented their awards. Okay. But I did attend a few lectures as well. Uh, tell us about Killing the Games Industry then. So Killing the Games Industry is my talk. Uh, it's a 100 Reasons the Games Industry uh, is Dying, in theory. So it's framed around... Um, I think about five years ago uh, was sort of free-to-play peak and I'd see a lot on Twitter people shouting about free-to-play is killing the games industry but actually there's always been accusations of things killing the games industry, right? Like at least for as long as I've been in the industry and sometimes it's a company, you know, Sony are killing the games industry or Microsoft are killing the games industry. Sometimes it is a graphical technique. I mean, when we first moved to 3D, 3D is killing the games industry, you know, everyone's interested in technical stuff rather than gameplay and that kind of thing. Um, so what I did five years ago was put all of these things that I'd heard in a list. Okay, and some things, of them. hundred of them. Some things that I believe in and some things that I do not believe in. And uh, built that around a story about finding the body of the games industry dead on the floor and okay. trying to uncover who did it. So it's a countdown, listicle, okay. from 100 to 1, 100 reasons. Now, since writing it in 2014... Uh, last year, I got commissioned by Reboot to do it again, but to update the list. Kill so it I did more. That. Kill it harder. And then this year, I got commissioned to do the same, update it again. So I changed about 30 of them. Did you? So And changed the story a little bit okay. as well. What remains from the original 100? It's a good question. Well, it, all, it begins with free-to-play, because still. that's an iconic thing, and okay. people still say that. And there are, you know, substantial number of things. I would say the things that have changed are often to do with... Um, the industry that covers the way we cover video games. So there's a lot of streaming, uh, YouTube, Discord, influencers, that kind of things in there now. Um, some of the companies, all of the major companies were in there the first time. So Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo. Still there. But, but 
you know, previously it was just Valve, and now Valve and Epic are okay. killing the games. Separate industry. entries? Separate. Wow. Very, Very separate, separate entries. Yep. Um, and uh, there's some demographic stuff in there as well. Um, but yeah, it's a good, it's a really, really fun talk to do. And to make it more fun, we um, serve alcohol oh, while okay. it's going on. You don't have to drink. That's obviously. a technique I employ when I close the develop conference. Right, yeah, no, it is, yeah. it is smart, isn't it? Yeah. So last year we served uh, Rakia, which is a Croatian spirit, uh, very sweet. And there was a sort of, uh, you know, several bottles of them, and people fueled their glasses. And when it got to a point that they agreed with everyone, would stand up and say cheers. Okay. And they would drink. And clearly, people get more into that as yeah. we go further down the line. This year, we had beer instead. And the reason we had beer, well, there's two reasons we had beer. One, um, there was, you know, there was a little bit of like chaos in picking up the rakia last year like you know it's very small glass in this time it's better than people going to and fro secondly last year i got incredibly drunk okay like very drunk right. in that i had to go to bed basically right after my <laughs> talk, <laughs> During the talk right? um so this year we had uh we had beer and i can't drink beer so i just had one drink had vodka and tonic okay. to, to drink along so i didn't That's get smashed uh have the things that people have been cheering changed over the years as well Mm, interesting question. I guess I, it's hard for me to... We don't have enough data points for that because we've only been doing the drink and cheering for the last two years. Okay. So it's hard to know. Uh, what I can tell you, though, is that um, the beer came in very, very handy because there was a bit of a mix-up on the schedule and my name... Well, not my name. My slot was switched with Yu Suzuki's. Wow. He so, made outrun. He was... <laughs> And Shemu, he was he was on five thirty on um, on Thursday, and I was on five thirty on Friday, at least according to the schedule. But as it turns out, we were the other way around, and so I had a decent number of people in my talk there to see Mr. Suzuki. Were they disappointed? No, because I was serving beer. Oh, I see. So right, but didn't they, they want to hear about Outrun? I think after you've had a few beers, it just doesn't matter anymore. Um, by that point, I've killed the games industry. Oh, I suppose. So, so uh, I, well, if. Uh, Yu Suzuki walked in. If he'd come in then after you, he would have just turned around and gone out, wouldn't he? Well, especially no. if he'd seen number 54, Yu Suzuki is killing the games industry. No. I did. I did. Right. I took, took Rami Ishmael out. Did you? you? I did. Put you straight in. Um, but it was great. It was really, really good fun. Uh, most of the Yu Suzuki attendees stayed, possibly for the beer. Right. Um, and I'll be doing it again next year. That's the uh, exciting thing. Is that an exclusive? Games. I think it is, yeah. Killing Games Industry 2020. I'll be doing 2019 as well at Reboot Develop Red in Banff. I saw that they announced that today. Did you see what date they've announced? No. Well, one thing that I was worried about for uh, Reboot Develop Blue, mm-hmm. which is the creation one, is that the final day of it was April the 12th. Right. Which has what significance? Uh, it was going to be the second date that we were due to leave the European Union. It was going to be that, but that's yeah, been delayed. We're still in. We're still we're in. We're still in until Halloween. I was worried because my flight back's on the 13th, and if we had left with no deal, they that would have let you in. The, well, let you in. You'd have stayed in the air. <laughs> yeah, all of the airports would have been broken. You'd have to have um, lived in Croatia. Which would have been quite nice. It's a nice city. But... Um, yeah, so they've re- so reboot develop uh, um, red in Banff in Canada has been scheduled for Halloween. Fantastic! Which is the, uh, the it's the, the the longest that we can stay. It's the last it's the day. New last day. Well, we can leave sooner if a deal passes. Of course, we can. But you know, if we're heading for no deal again, 
it'll end up me in Canada not being able to get home. So I'll live there okay. instead. Fair enough. Good. Uh, are you going to put another news jingle on or not? Shall I? Yeah. I'll, I'll list some of the people I saw. Yeah, I was going to say. Go Good on. idea. All right. So I attended a few different lectures. Uh, top of the pile, Charles Cecil. Uh, also saw... What was he banging on about? Well, I'll come to that. Okay, I'll list okay. the people first. Right. Uh, saw Lee Alexander right. talk. She yep. was banging on well, what, well. what an appropriate place for her to be doing her talk. That's right. Good point. Very yep. true. Um, I think that might have been it. Okay. <laughs> you saw I'm, sure, I'm sure I saw someone else. Okay. Uh, well, there are plenty of other people who were talking there. Okay. Warren didn't Spector. See, didn't see him. Well, I tried to go and see Warren Spector, right. and there were loads of people in the room, and I decided I didn't want to sit next to anyone, so I didn't Fair go enough. and see him. Do you not get a special seat, though, as a... You would think so, backstage, yeah. oh, exactly. so you could just watch him over their shoulder. Yeah, exactly. Be good. Uh, Amy Hennig was talking right. um, there as well. I think uh, Swery was talking. Okay. Your friend of mine, Swery. Yeah. Um, Oeda was talking about... Uh, oh, Mitsugushi. Oh. But I didn't go to see Mitsugushi. Right. Went to see Charles Did instead. You? Okay, so uh, he would have been banging on about... Uh, well, he's just uh, announced Beyond the Steel Sky, hasn't he? As part of Apple Arcade. Oh. I would imagine that he would be pretty chuffed about that. That is what he was banging on was about. He? Well, I say that... It was in many ways a greatest hits set okay. from Mr. Cecil. Right. I'd seen some of these anecdotes before, mm. seen some of the slides before, oh, heard you? some of the stories before. Really? Certainly seen some of the, you know, ZX81 used as a doorstop okay, sort of yeah, things before. Yeah, yeah. Classic right. tales. Always nice to hear them again, though. Isn't it? He's a raconteur. Yeah. That's one um, way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, and then eventually you could tell everyone in the audience was waiting for the... Okay, and the Apple- still side, right. so, yeah, beyond. Yeah. But he did say quite early on, he was like, "I really, I can't say a lot about that, but we will look at the trailer later. We've all looked at the trailer, exactly. Charles. We don't need to fly to Dubrovnik <laughs> to, watch, to look at that. Something was on YouTube. He doesn't understand the internet, old Charles, does he? No. <laughs> but um, yeah, he uh, he showed the, the the sort of teaser trailer for the game um, and talked a little bit about. Not about what it's like to work for Apple or with, with Apple. With, yeah. with sorry. Yeah. But more about the advantages of working with Apple okay. and how actually... Are they financial? <laughs> <laughs> well, how um, Broken Sword's release on, uh, on iOS devices yeah. was incredibly important to them as a company. Like how it, you know, it was an unexpected huge win for them. And so... He's looking forward to that happening again. <laughs> he likes <laughs> news, that was, does he? News flash. That's a short form of there the was, talk. Um, he also did break away from the from the talk to shill some iPads. <laughs> <laughs> there was. Um, I was reading this morning. Somebody discovered during the uh, most recent Apple financial update that they'd um, allocated. $500 million to uh, provide content for Apple Arcade. Wow. Charles must have got some of that sweet, must have got a little sweet bit. Apple money, mustn't he? Well, it's not a cheap-looking game, is it? I still don't understand what Apple Arcade... I was asking somebody else in the office today, um, who, I, who I won't name names because I do want them to come on the show. Um, I still don't understand what this thing is. Uh, now, this this person explained to me that uh, Apple Arcade ex- will exist across the iPad the i range mm-hmm. of devices um and um uh, you should create a games to scale across those and i was like but I, I mean i've seen some stuff on beyond the steel sky it's an ambitious game that i thought would like mm. w- you know that you'd need a, a an actual console to run 
Well, I was surprised that it's 3D. Yeah. Because I thought that the 3D experiment with uh, with Revolution had sort of ended with Broken Sword. You know, the point in the Broken Sword series where they went 3D. They've come back to 2D now. And, uh, you know, with Beneath the Steel Sky's heritage being 2D and Dave Gibbons being his his medium. I, I was surprised to see it's 3D, but that's, yeah, also surprised because it's on an Apple device. Yeah. At which, you know, if you thought that for your for your Apple devices, you're just going to be getting cut, cut the rope and yeah. Alto's Odyssey. Yeah, you're not. You're getting no, Beyond the Steel Sky. proper games. Uh, I've seen quite a lot of it, actually, and he's doing some very smart stuff with it. Really? Yes. I'm excited. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah. I, I haven't caught up with him since this revelation about Apple Arcade. Mm, I do want to get to the bottom of what's let's, happened here. Let's invite him on the show. I did think as I was walking down NDAs. here. Well, I did think I was walking down here that uh, if all else failed, we could just call Charles. Just call. Charles. But we, we don't. We have to call somebody else. And I, I think that we're running out of time, Steve. Well, I, well, let me just talk quickly okay. about uh, the other people I saw. So I saw Lee talk about narrative design. That was super, super interesting. And the reason why it was an appropriate place because, because Game of Thrones. She uh, worked on uh, what's it? Uh, Reigns, Reigns Game of Thrones. Yeah. And um, I also saw Matt Conte talk about Oculus Quest mm. uh, and explain more about what Oculus Quest is. And I hadn't realised, so Oculus Quest is their standalone headset, and I hadn't realised that essentially they're pitching that. I'd assumed that that was going to be a very broad, you know, this is Oculus for everyone. You don't need a PC to run it, you just whack it on. And I'd ex- assume the, the experiences they were sort of tracking for that would be similar broad experiences but no the pitch for oculus quest is that it's a console that this is you know their entry into the console market it's a standalone game system and they're looking for games for that charles will be there <laughs> right <laughs> how much money have you put? 500, 500 million i'm there uh, wow uh what does it run on it runs on itself. But what operating system? Oh, he so did say that, but did he? Okay. numbers and It's not what we'd heard of. No, it was... Well, it's Android. It's Android, yeah, right. Okay, that's Android. what I was getting at. Right, uh, sorry, okay. the processor. I, okay. I, I, I'm not sure. Right. Um, but yeah, it looked, it looked fancy and good. Um, so that's interesting. I know that um, Yu Suzuki was talking about Shenmue 3 and showed some bits of that. Did he? He did. Some bits that people hadn't seen before, I right. think. Exclusive. Um, so apparently the, um, the forklift truck is back. Good so some news. people on the internet getting excited okay. about that. Mitsuguchi was talking about, um, uh, you know, what he does normally, like, you know, music and synesthesia okay, yeah, games yeah, and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. Warren Spector was talking about something very interesting. Didn't get to see it because I wasn't allowed backstage. But he was talking about how he measures success in games, how he, measure, uh, at what, how he would encourage other studios to look at measuring the su- success of their projects. Uh, he says he never, ever reads reviews. Wow. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so uh, Reboot Develop, absolutely exceptional conference. Completely recommend it to uh, to all of you. And I'm not just shilling for them because they've booked <laughs> me again. Is that it then? That's the it. Thanks, Anne. All right, no problem. One life left video game news with Anne Scantleberry.
You are listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. Uh, we let that song, um, which is Wonderful Substance, uh, by, by, oh, I can't tell you who it's by, because her name is uh, in a language I literally cannot read. How exciting. But it's from chipmusic.org. Uh, we let that song run on for longer than we usually do, because, why, Simon? Because uh, we were apologising on air, weren't we? Which <laughs> we is the sort of thing that we normally do. Um, yeah, those of you that weren't listening last week when we had our disastrous start to the first series... Um, which didn't happen. Which didn't happen. Definitely didn't uh, happen. We'll remember the technical issues that we encountered. We've solved that by bringing more technology. <laughs> we, we thought it was fine. We're like, OK, this is cool. We, uh, everybody can hear each other. We just looked at the leads and we had the wrong leads, didn't we? We absolutely did. But we've done but- it, and we're hoping... That uh, we are joined on Skype now live by Bertil Hoberg. Hello, Bertil. Hello. There you are. Welcome to One Life Left. Welcome to One Life Left. Thank you very, very much for bearing with us. I am slightly. Thank you for having me. I'm slightly embarrassed about the um, about the pain that we've caused you, Um, but I'm delighted that you're here now. Bertil, so uh, where are you? Where are you based? 
Where, where are we talking to you from uh, now? I'm in Sweden, in Hovda, a small town in, in central Sweden. I've been to Hovda. It's a wonderful place. Yeah, we've we've both been to In fact, we've all been to Hovda, haven't we? We've done the Mariupi. I, I wasn't there, there, part of that. Oh, um, really? Yeah. yeah. We were at the uh, Sweden Game Arena. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. At the Sweden Game Conference. That's, That's the right. One. Yes. Uh, yeah, Sweden is, um, it, it strikes me, that, um, uh, the absolute european powerhouse of game of game development Seems at the moment yeah, honestly i think all roads lead to sweden and certainly hoofed in particular um so uh, can, can you tell us a little bit about yourself what was the first game that you made bertil uh well i mean it depends on how far back you want to go my first like proper release i guess was uh bionic commando rearmed when i was working at uh, grin the old ah, company. i remember that uh, yeah. now uh, actually, I, I did a smaller, uh, like, uh, Sweden-only children game before that. Okay. And then I made, like, my own personal project since I was a kid. Well, forever. How many games would you say that you've... I started... How many, games Sorry? You, how many games would you say that you've made, then? Oh, I mean, that that depends on what you count. <laughs> and I'm not sure... Well, like, do I count my the, answer in my qu- in the, the answer in my case is three <laughs> bad ones, two of which are still available. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a few more for me, I guess. Right. Yeah, what, I started my own company in 2011, okay. I think, and uh, made a few games since then. Right. What, what was the game you said that put you on the map? Uh, well, it was Gunman Clive. Gunman Clive, obviously. which has done extraordinarily well. It's um, that's a game that's on every format, isn't it? It seems. Well, actually, it's not on that many formats. It's not on the big oh, well, okay. uh, other consoles. It's just on Nintendo consoles, and it, it used to be on mobile, but it's not available anymore. And, okay, because I you, updated did, it. Did, did, you got threatened by the lawyers for the bang the card <laughs> game, did you? <laughs> so, so no, I just never bothered updating the right. mobile version, and then it's kind of got too old to work on any modern phones. Right, so. Right. so, can you describe uh, Gunman Clive to any of our listeners who who might not have played it? Uh, it's a pretty basic, uh, like platformer Mega Man type game. It's set in the like uh, Western setting with a like uh, sketchy hand-drawn art style. It's actually well, two and a half D, but uh, some funny shaders going on to make it look like uh, old-timey right. uh, sketch style. Do you think the style is part of the reason it did so well? Uh, yeah, definitely one of the reasons. I mean, mostly it was probably just the timing. And <laughs> Cause I, I was, when it was released on the 3DS, it got a lot of tense because yeah, the so eShop it was, was really right, I, I was I was reading uh, online earlier that um, the stat that was on the Wikipedia page uh, was 400,000 units you'd sold in total, 80% of which had been on the 3DS. Wow. Yeah, it's actually probably a bit higher now. I don't right. Remember, maybe like five hundred thousand on 3ds now. Nice. Uh, what was the reception when you brought it across to Switch like? Yeah, it's it's been good. Uh, not been like massive sales yet, but it's looking pretty okay. Okay. Um, that was like it was on the Wii U as well first, so the Switch version is a port of the Wii U version, so it's. Right not that big of a deal because it runs exactly the same as on Wii U. Well, I think there were an awful lot of games that people didn't get to play on mm. Wii U. Isn't it? People, yeah. people talk about the Switch being home to a lot of Wii U ports, but, uh, you know, I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I only got a Wii U very, very late. Um, all right, so tell us about your your latest game. Because Gunman Clive was, um, I think you described it as like a Mega Man style game. Uh, what is Mextermination Force about? So Mextermination Force, it's a terrible title, but anyway. <laughs> it's got a pun, it's fine. It's basically, it's basically Contra meets Shadow of the Colossus. So it's uh, a 2D action uh, boss rush game with this really giant robots or mechs that you have to climb up on to find their weak spots and destroy them and only boss battles that kind of contra like gameplay but shadow of the colossus like uh, bosses right it's funny isn't it because um boss uh, bosses are a contentious thing in uh, video games uh, i think um a lot of um a lot of the problems that people have with them is that you uh they punctuate moments of ordinary gameplay and then when you get to them you can't pass one uh it can be a bit frustrating but what you've done is you've stripped everything out of that and so it's just bosses which means that um uh you're straight back into the action straight away i've I've been playing it for the last couple of weeks and i've been very very much enjoying it i'm not i'm not particularly good at it i'll have to say but um it it runs very well uh and um yeah some of the bosses that i've come across are, are are very inventive um where where did you get the inspiration for for some of them because some of them are pretty crazy I mean that that's always a difficult question but basically most of them are based like around the pure gameplay idea basically so I figure out like I, w- I want the boss where you do this type of movement or he does this thing and then I kind of figure out uh, what his look and appearance and shapes around that and figure out some more moves for them uh, and of course some of them are well, graphically some of them are obviously based on like animals and humanoids but mostly the gameplay parts came first okay so if um you know uh, the visual the, the appearance of gunman clive obviously helped your uh, sales here how did that affect how you approach this game how would you describe what this game looks like uh, to our listeners um not really sure how to describe it. i mean it's really colorful and uh, vivid and uh, like classic arcade style i right. think but in a 3d uh, like kind of a retro feel but a 3d uh, modern take on that is there is there a difference between you know a, a huge battle in selling video games these days is understanding how to market them and how to differentiate from the, the other games that are coming out have you noticed a, a change between right now? Is there anything you're doing right now that's different versus how you would have approached this five years ago? Uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm not really the one to talk about marketing because I'm really bad at that stuff. Right. <laughs> and uh, I, I got really lucky with Gunman Clive mm-hmm. without doing really any marketing. So really, I, I've... I've just made the kind of game I, I wanted to make. So, what were the um, what were the technical challenges on getting it running so smoothly? Because it runs at sixty frames a second handheld and docked, doesn't it? Obviously docked, yeah. Sixty on handheld. What is it? So, what um, what were the technical challenges there to keep it running so smoothly? Well, I mean, it's not obviously it's challenging to run any game at sixty fps, but it was built straight up from for the Switch. So, like we tailored all the graphics to make it run at 60 fps but uh, like the bigger difficulties were really about like getting the gameplay to work at all like right. climbing on those bosses and like faking the physics so they kind of work in 2d even though they're actually moving in uh, 
sort of in 3D, but you have to collide in 2D, and there's a lot of really weird code in there. <laughs> was there anything you thought was going to be easy but turned out to be really, really difficult? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> I usually think everything is going to be difficult and everything <laughs> actually is difficult. You never be disappointed. What's the, um, what's the reaction been on Switch? Um... Well, I mean, the, the reviews have been pretty good. I think it's like a 79 on Metacritic right, right. now. Just, uh, I mean, it's a bit disappointing that it's lower than Gun and Clive, but right. I, I've got lucky on the reviews as well there, okay. I guess. Um, a, but like, it's a so much more ambitious project than doing old bosses all the time. It's so much work, basically. <laughs> and what's... Um... Uh, yeah, but, uh, it's been pretty good uh, uh, reception, okay. sales. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Okay. Um, where where next for it? Are you going to bring it to any other formats, other platforms? Uh, probably, but not right now because okay. I want to like start working on a different project right away, and uh, have to like we're, since we're a team now, I can't right. spend time on working on the ports either because I have to make sure everyone has things to do so okay. we're starting a new project right away and then maybe after that i'll start working on ports great so if it was um if it was mega man first time round, contra the second time round, what's what's uh what's the third gonna be oh i'm not sure i should reveal it <laughs> i'm sure you should <laughs> yeah the next project's going to be something pretty small and simple just to like actually be able to release something in a timely manner because like if you follow my like look at my release schedule for my previous games there's been pretty big gaps where i've had like cancelled projects or like just haven't done any work at all in long periods of time so this time i actually want to like move on to a small new project and release it so it's going to be something a bit smaller okay so if you can't tell us uh, what the game is based on can you at least tell us what color the game is <laughs> It will be quite colourful, not uh, Gunman Clive style. All the colours. All the colours, yeah. interesting, okay. Excellent. Well, listen, uh, so Mech Termination Force is available on Switch now. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, obviously, uh, listeners should go and check it out. I'd Like I say, I've been very, very much enjoying it, which is odd because I'm not, I'm not usually a fan. My perfect video game boss is one that makes, it, makes me think that I've just beaten it first go with a sliver <laughs> of my own health left because I don't want to do them more than once. But I think the way that you've stripped them out here uh, is um, very, very smart. So congratulations on that. Yeah, thanks. How can our listeners keep up with your work? Can they follow you on Twitter? Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter. It's uh, Bertil Horberg uh, on Twitter, or just Google me, and you'll find that stuff. Excellent. Or Google the games. Great. Well, listen, thank you so much for taking time out of your evening twice to talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that once again. Best Problem. of luck with the uh, next project. And, um, yeah, we hope to see you in Hoofda soon. Yeah, thanks. All right, cheers, Bertil. Let's cheers. All right, I think it's time for us to get on with the letters right now because uh, we've got to rush on. We're running behind because that was fascinating. All right, uh, ready for the letters, Jingle? Let's do it. Email, messages, and forward BCC. One life letters. Thank you so much for your letters. Uh, we've um, only got 
time for a couple of them uh, this evening. Uh, Chris Stewart writes, Dear Team OLL and Schrodinger's SSG. Enter the Gungeon just recently got a final update before the devs move on to something else. And once again, I'm deep in its thrall, exploring a new content and having a great time. Feels like a bit like an old friend coming back from an adventure with some new stories to tell. And I love it. I've been in a long distance relationship for the last year and a half. And this game has helped to keep me sane in the meantime. I think when I finally start a new job in July in the same city as her, I will forever associate this game with this time in my life. What a lovely story. Are there any games that you associate with a specific time in your lives and do you go back to play them now and again to remember? Love and kisses, Chris Stewart. I think so many in the same way as music and just pop culture in general like takes you back to a certain point. Video games definitely do for me. Uh, Wind Waker, for example, really, really s- takes me back to... Uh, the time when I was a games journalist, uh, maybe I think it's 2000 or 2001, all of the GameCube stuff does, uh, and indeed Dreamcast stuff for the same reason. Uh, what else? Well, th- I guess the thing is, uh, in the latter days of my partner's pregnancy, I was playing a lot of Dead Cells all right. the time uh, because someone said I should, and yeah, I, I, you're I'm not, not one to argue. Are I'm you? not. I'm, someone tells me that. to do something, <laughs> I should do. Uh, I will do. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty certain that when I go, if I ever go back to that game, uh, it'll take me right back right. to that moment. What a touching story. I wonder when Thanks. Alice listens. That <laughs> <laughs> was playing Dead Cells. Um, for me, I've been... Uh, so um, just after Christmas, I built a retrocade uh, Raspberry Pi, small 10-inch um, standalone arcade machine. Um and it was brilliant. I was really, really pleased with that. You know, I'm not particularly handy when it comes to making this sort of thing. But anyway, I built it. There's only one speck of dust on the inside of the screen, oh. which, I, which I, I've, I've moved on from, Steve. I've moved on. If it's meant to be a retrocade, you know, to emulate the experience of an old arcade cabinet, can you not cover it up with the cigarette burn? Exactly. Um, and so uh, it took me a while to get the high scores to, to save. Um, which uh, so for a while I, I was, wasn't interesting because every time I'd load up track and field or scramble or what have you Donkey Kong I'd restart it and the, the high scores would, would be the default I've got that working now and so I'm I'm steadily going back and setting putting SJB at the top of all the, all, all the so I've not overloaded it however um, it's really been taking me back to playing playing my playing games on uh, Boscombe Pier huh. um, uh, or in the case of scramble in the chip shop in Boscombe um, I can't remember what it's called. It's probably called Friars Place or, or some, <laughs> something like that. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, it's... Uh, and even to the extent that, I, you know, I've, I'm yet to do it, uh, Dragon's Lair on the Switch, which I haven't bought, Steve, but I will, um, that just instantly conjures up, you know, yeah, sneaking to get on the pier, uh, watching the bigger boys put a pound in and, and get a lot further than I could, so, yeah. I've got an interactive story about this. Okay. A game the listeners can play, but we'll do it after the letters okay. section. Do you, have, do you have a letter? Ben Hall writes, Hello team, possibly, plus a super special guest. Congratulations on your 19th season. To prepare for your return, I spent the off-season playing no video games. I did watch Dead Pixels, the sitcom based on the world of MMO video games. Because it's based on an MMO, it's pretty much something that already exists, the guild, with changed graphics a bit. The worst worst bit for me was when the lead female character had to go at another girl waiting for the bus because she was wearing a Metroid t-shirt. Apparently, because bus stop girl hadn't played games so much that she pooped in a bucket, she wasn't worthy of... Oh, I see, that she pooped in a bucket. She wasn't worthy of wearing a t-shirt. 
The whole bit sat awkwardly with me, didn't have any jokes in it, and definitely wouldn't have gone on air if a guy said it to a girl. 7 out of 10. I think I'm meant to put a question here. What sitcoms or video game streams have you watched recently? Cheerio, Ben. It's tricky to watch them, isn't it? Um, Mm. Because I always feel very uncomfortable about them and how they sit and how they're p- portrayed i can't think actually of a good example video games and sitcoms yeah you mean? oh yeah or or just generally on tv yeah yeah I, i've heard good things about that sitcom but i haven't watched it myself it's one of the peep show writers right yeah that someone said that um for the same way i've not watched that ubisoft netflix documentary yet about making for honor yeah i don't know i don't know, I don't know. yeah um I, I i did see i was flicking channels in my hotel room in croatia and i saw that one of the channels just had a streamer on it, just it? playing um, playing a game. Right. And so it was a Clash of Clans type thing. That's and what I was they like, do these days, isn't it? Yeah, so that was interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've heard that it's a sort of step up from usual video game stuff. But, well, Ben gave it 7 out of 10. So. Right, so it's good. I know. Mm. Cool. Thanks for your letters. Thanks for your letters. If you've got anything you want to say to One Life Left... Email team at onelifeleft.com. We will get back to you <laughs> as soon as we can on a Monday, not next Monday. It's the Monday, isn't it? Not in America. So um, I I had a problem. What? I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, that only that no one has been able to solve since I was at university. Oh, I, uh, I saw this. Did you see this? I did see this. Uh, good, because I'm just trying to find out what the answer to it was on the internet because <laughs> I've forgotten. <laughs> there we go. Um, so I, um, at university, I did not play games, really. i tell you what we did. What were you doing? Oh, uh, you know, music. You? Drugs. <laughs> I did try cigarettes. Did you? <laughs> yeah, for, for uh, about two weeks. Okay. I was terrible at it. Right. Um, couldn't get past the first level. So I, I, I didn't really do video games. What we used to do was occasionally the lads and I would rent an N64 for okay. £5. For one evening? One evening. Wow. A man would bring it round. If you paid an extra pound, he'd bring a TV too. <laughs> Which we used to do just to watch him carry the TV. Of course, yes. Was, they were heavy back in those really days, heavy. weren't they? Um, so we'd play GoldenEye, mm-hmm. and we'd play ISS 64, mm-hmm. and, and that was basically it. And I didn't really know a lot about games while I was at university, but there was an arcade on campus, right. a mini arcade, mm-hmm. and it had a selection of eclectic video game machines. So it was Puzzle Bobble 2 yep. there, uh, which I was very good at. Okay. There was a pool table, not traditionally an arcade machine, but part of the arcade it's environment. Game, isn't it? it is. Yeah. There was a Star Wars pinball machine. Nice. Which if you played for long enough, you could get it to go stay on target, which is great. Okay. Uh, there was something else: Pop and Bounce, SNK, uh, old SNK video game. Okay, I'm not familiar. Neo with Geo that one. one. And we, we had the, Double Dragon at ours. Really? Okay. We try to play that on the Pike. It doesn't load. <laughs> can't get it. I can't finish it. And there was Decathlete as well, yeah. Sega's Decathlete, uh, uh, which if you put in a cheat code, you could get the... On the get, arcade? Yeah, cheat code in the arcade? Code, it was cosmetic cheat. Oh, was yeah, it? They'd roll, they'd do forward rolls for the 100 metres. Right. But there was another arcade machine, which um, which I only recalled um, you know, a couple of years later after university when I was working for Edge, and I couldn't work out what the name was, and occasionally this comes back to me. And I think, how is it that I've worked in the games industry for 15 years and no one I have talked to has heard of this game? 
to the, and I you know I've never seen it and to the point that I'm starting I was starting to think I was making it up mm. so I found out about recently I found out about a reddit forum subreddit sorry called tip of my joystick uh-huh. mm. uh, in which you describe games to people and they uh, they go wasn't it this so I described this game and listeners if you want to play along at home Maybe you can try and work out what this thing is, and we'll give you the answer. Well, you can pause. You can't pause the radio. You'll just have to turn the volume down. Or you can, if you listen to podcasts, just press pause. Press. We will wait for you, but not right now no. because I've got to describe what it was. So, three D. Yep. Uh, pixel graphics, though. How does that work? Yeah, just scaling. You're flying around in space, destroying uh, asteroids and aliens, um, and you have. A, what do you call it? Uh, a lever. What's yep. one of those things? A throttle type yep. thing to move you back and forward. Only back and forward. You just sort of slam it forward or slam it back to go backwards. There's a trigger on the, the thumb trigger on the throttle, yep. which I think hyperspaces you or something. Uh, your other hand is a joystick, which has a fire button on it. And you have to destroy aliens. Uh, the scoring system's really weird. The scoring system gives you a score that is something like 99.9 or, or, or 35.2 or whatever good. thanks um actually my school was in the 400s 400 wow. points something and i was the best at this machine uh in the university until some bigger boys third year comp sky students what are they doing now these bigger boys they hacked it hacked it and all of a sudden the top score was 999.9 and then i stopped playing it right. anyway i posted that on reddit um, and some of them had a crack. They were like, "Is it Space Harrier?" What? I know. You I know what Space Harrier exactly. is. Thank you very much. I was polite though. Right. Uh, a few other answers, some of which were, you know, were decent but not right. So you were flying into the screen. You were flying. Yeah, it was. Th- it was a three D space. You know, you could fly around this sort of section of three D space. Graphics rather than vector. No, they, they, they were sprite graphics. However, oh, what right. I would say is on. The Reddit post, I thought they were flat poly, but subsequently, now I know what the game is. I've gone back; it's sprite based. I was wrong. Mind playing tricks on me. Okay, are you going to give the answer now? So I will give the answer now. So listeners, if you want a little more time to think about this, just pause your radio. Okay. Right. Um, so Reddit didn't solve it. What? I know they didn't because I posted a link to the Reddit thread uh, on Twitter, and someone, some kind soul. Uh, said, I think I know what it is. Right. And have you told Reddit then? I did. Or are they still I went looking? straight back to Reddit, right. posted, edited in, said, thanks so much for all your help. Thanks for all the gold. Still occasionally get someone checking in going, is it Space Harrier? Anyway, the actual, uh, the title of the game is Space Lords. And it's an Atari game yeah. from the 90s. You heard of it? No, I don't think I have. No. Um, it looks really, really interesting. And I'm going to, I'm going to run it on MAME. Uh, apparently there is emulation for it, and I'm going to run it, and I bet that will take me back uh, to, to, the bigger boys, to the bigger boys, boys ruining my fun. Yeah. Uh, one final note on that. The only video of it online on, well, there's a few uh, ropey videos on YouTube, but there's only one video of it running on an arcade machine. And um, the only video says it's the world record attempt. Okay, go on. 380. Right, wow. So... Uh, that's nice. You're the Steve Wee- we should call you Steve Weeby. <laughs> Steve Weeby. Um, should we do reviews? Let's do reviews. 
what have you been playing? Well, I've been playing a lot, actually. Um, one I do want to mention, which I did think of you when I started playing it, uh, is Pixel Puzzle. It's a free game, no iApps on your Android. Hmm. Um, it's from Konami, and it's Picross with uh, all their old sprites and art. Oh, nice. it's, And it's really, really nicely done. Okay. Um, I'm in. Very user-friendly. You know, it'll fill in the blanks when you've got the right bits and or, you know, okay. all the rest of it. And it uh, looks like there's an awful lot of content in there as well. I've only unlocked 3%, but it's great. It's got it's got something like, oh, here's, here's the home run plate from uh, Baseball Superstars or so, something like so that. So, sorry, how does this monetize? I think they're just doing it because... Because um, they're nice. Well, yes, because they're also advertising their other games down the bottom. So, oh, do you want to play the mobile version of Pez? Okay. No. <laughs> I want to do this. I want to um, play Pixel Puzzle, please. Also, though, they are in the midst of re-releasing a load of their stuff because it's the 40th anniversary or something. And so I think this is a pretty clever way of getting you to reminisce. I'm installing it right there now there we go well let me know how you get on the other game I've been Wait, playing well, score 7 out of 10 mm. the other game I've been playing um, is the opposite of that uh, it's uh, Hellblade Senua's <laughs> Sacrifice <laughs> it's the opposite it is the opposite in that um yeah, I mean, I was particularly interested in how it ran on the Switch because people have been raving about the port and I am pleased to say those people are not wrong. It is a technical marvel. I was even reading some of Digital Foundry's behind-the-scenes analysis of it to work out exactly <laughs> of how, how they've done this. Um, it's a game I've had my eye on for a good few years. Um, uh, never got around to playing, but now I can play it on the train. That's great. However, um, it's a... It's a it, it's a game that's giving me shivers while I'm playing it because it's so off-putting. Right. Um, that, uh, yeah, I'm sort of squirming as I'm playing it. I am enjoying it. Oh, interesting. Um, uh, it's a little slower than I was suspecting given their previous titles. Okay. Uh, but I'm going to stick with it. I'm into the I'm onto the second area, which is we end with a boss um, at the moment. But, um, yeah, well worth it. Seven out of ten. Fantastic. What have you been playing, Steve? Well... Um, I guess the main game that I should talk about playing is the one that has been taking up, regrettably, most of my time. I am vulnerable to clickers. I've never played one. Ever? No. Won't. I suspect you won't be vulnerable to them (laughs) anyway. Uh, You'll think they're boring and what's the point? And I think that while I'm playing them, but I still can't stop playing them. The closest I've come is Vostok Inc. Have you never played uh, Universal Paperclips online? I have not played it, no. Or, uh, what was that, Candyman thing? I have not that played was, that. Hmm. They're obviously like quite tempting when they're running in browsers because you're just yeah. messing around on the internet anyway, so you might as well mess around <laughs> in a deliberately futile task rather than pretending you're reading something on Reddit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was trying to find something to download on my cell phone and found... I didn't found pic- find Pixel Puzzle. Mm-hmm. I should have done, because instead I found Idle Zen. I was like, well, I'm older now, I'm wiser, I'm not going to fall for... And it's just, it seems quite pleasant. Can you explain what a clicker does? So a clicker doesn't do anything, basically. (laughs) It's a series of buttons. Um, I I suppose the best way to explain it is, for example, with example, uh, with, with, sorry, with Universal Paperclips, which is a very smart one, which you can play in a browser. Um, You start off producing paperclips and you click to produce a paperclip. And after you've got 10 of them, click, 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 it'll say, well, why don't you buy a little uh, paperclip making device? And that'll make one every second. 
You can buy that for 10 paper clips. You do that, okay, okay, I'll do that. And suddenly it's turning over one a second. And then you can keep clicking as well and make it go even faster. It says, okay, for 100 paper clips, you can make it go a little bit faster. Oh, right, I'll do that. And then it's like, okay, now for a thousand paperclips, you can buy a paperclip factory and that will sit alongside your paperclip making device. Now you can buy ten paperclip factories and now you can buy a planet of paperclip factories. Now you can buy all the wire and um, you're basically slowly just making this number go bigger and bigger and faster and faster and faster and faster. I won't spoil how universal paperclip, paperclips ends, but you should play it. Although you shouldn't because ultimately you end up thinking, what have I done with my life? Like... You need to find a jumping off point to break this because otherwise it is so... I find it so compulsive just to see what is next. Even though I know what is next is nothing. Just another button. That's it. Idle Zen is essentially uh, balls falling through a pachinko machine. And you can pay a little bit. You know, they collect at the bottom. Then you can pay a few of them to unlock another thing that spits out the balls or to make the balls come slightly faster or to make the maze easier to get through or to add another maze on the bottom. Um, if I load it up right now, <laughs> I mean, I, I also find it quite, like, it's it's transparently just an annoying clicker, but it calls itself Idle Zen right. to try and make it relaxing. And the way it relaxes you is by giving you just pointless, annoying quotes at the start when you load it up. So it just said, don't just sit and watch, which doesn't make me feel any zen. Um, anyway, you can see it there. Colourful balls sliding down the screen. It's just very rudimentary. I came the closest I've ever come on this show to swearing. Yeah. No, genuinely. I know. I know it is. It's not very sophisticated. I currently have 284.8 million, um, whatever you call them, coins or whatever, to spend on another thing to minor, to make a minor upgrade to the amount that I accrue coins. And there is such a long way to go. And here's the thing. Turns out, my daughter loves it. <laughs> right, I see. So because not... it is primary colours, high contrast. And it's one of the few things that will stop her crying. If you put it in front of her wow. baby eyes, she just looks at it like, this is the greatest narrative I have ever seen. A ball appears at the top of the screen and then works its way to the bottom of the screen via some pegs. It's incredible. Um, and so... This is not why I'm playing it, right? This is just incidental, but what it is... is an ex- reason. It yeah, gives exactly. me a reason. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, I might as well put this on because she loves it, doesn't she? And I am, after all, a father. <laughs> so there we go. Seven out of ten. Wow. For the rest I, of Are my you going to put clickers in killing the games industry? Cause I should do, shouldn't I? You should I mean, do I, right I now. Absolutely will do for, for Canada, for Banff. Good. I talked more about that than I expected to, so we don't really have time to talk about the actual games I've been playing. Okay. We'll do that next week. We won't do it next week. We'll do the week after. Because we are off, aren't we? Well, um, I feel a bit better about us. <laughs> I do. Uh, because, you know, the show that we didn't do last week, and, and I have to say, well, I was going to say that is a reason why you should be listening live, but if last week's show was anything to go by... Definitely don't. Just wait for us But, that is, but uh, that's not available... Uh, as a podcast it's gone forever so do try and tune in live please do where you can and you will have uh, heard this which I think was perfectly passable Resonance are definitely going to repeat a show next Monday aren't they right. we should make sure they know not to yeah not the first one not the first one yeah. but today's been good today's been fun and it'll be even more fun when scants get back exactly the week after next right what are your plans for Easter 
good question. I'm, I'm seeing you. Seeing me. That's but what but they don't know that. You try to call <laughs> me out there. No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. I was talking to the listeners. Like, oh, every this year is coming round. Every listener, every year. Steve makes me dress up as the Easter Bunny. <laughs> That's what he does. And on Sunday, <laughs> I scamper around to his. Adorable. No, have you got any big, any big, uh, big plans? You are my biggest plan. Good. Easter and always. Um, I think that's it. I think I'm going to have some time off. Maybe I'll play some video games. And maybe we can talk about them uh, in two weeks. That'll be after the next Mariochi. Should just mention that as well. The f- um, I was going to say the final Mariochi. Wow, that's it. Could be. Depends how it goes. New Mariochi, uh, next Mariochi, April 26th, Friday, April 26th. We have all kinds of new stuff at the venue new lights we have um, a few new tricks and we have plenty of new songs new songs so please uh, if you are in London or even if you're not pop along to Loading Dalston we'll see you there we'll sing with you that's it thanks for listening until two weeks from today goodbye bye bye